in old terms, they are rucks, ruck rovers, rovers, wingmen. Tell you what, some exciting names we've been talking to, but none more so than this bloke, one of the players of the 70s. And we did mention it earlier, you didn't know which foot he actually kicked with. Now, I know the truth, but I'm okay. going to ask the man himself. Okay. Brian Bucky it. Cunningham, welcome to the show. Jimmy G, good to be with you and Rowie. Back. Hey, mate, to, just tell everybody, mate, because I remember you lining up for goal when you would go on your left, and I found out later you were a right footer. That's incredible, mate. I mean, what came about, and, you know, you could kick both feet so well in an era where, you know, perhaps some people weren't as competent? No, I guess it's standard practice now for most players, but back in my day, I was, uh, John Carr was my favourite player playing in the world before watching him. And uh, when I was young, you know, I was five and six and seven, so that's when I started practising kicking left foot. And at the end of the day, it served its purpose because I could, I could do both. And uh, and I found kicking the goals was by far and away, and you guys were not being players, that when you when you can uh, pull the ball back with a left foot from the right forward pocket or vice versa, a right foot from the, the left forward pocket, you... Yeah, it's it's an easier kick for goal. It opens the goals up. You get the natural swing that brings the ball around. So it worked well for me. I used to see you and and uh, Daryl Kale practicing exactly that, and geez, it paid off for you, blokes. You played two sixty two games and kicked four hundred and twenty six goals, and DC <laughs> played two sixty three, just one more to just to peeve you, I reckon. And but he only kicked three seventy five compared to your four twenty six. But God, as a roving combination, that's an enormous amount of goals. Yeah, we uh, we did enjoy our time together, and when when I got the call from you today to come on and you know try and reflect a little bit on on you know the, this you know players who who were rovers, yes. called rovers in those days mm. or ruck rovers, uh, Daryl Kale often gets missed because he was so inconspicuous. Started on the halfback flank, report, then became my co-rover for a long period of time, and we were. We were lucky to play a lot of games together and kick a lot of goals and be best mates. And he was my best man at my wedding, so it was all good. Well done. Buck, our listeners are picking the team of the decade, the 70s. You're as good to speak about. You played against the Rovers for the other teams. Give us some names. Ooh, now, there's uh, from your old side. Um, back in the, in the early days, the, the likes of Greg Nicholson and... Um, and um, Mick Noonan at the end of his career. Um, Neil Craig played in the middle, but he, I, I love Neil Craig as a player. Just, um, Terry Von Burdo was at the end of his career mm. playing for North Adelaide and, and then um, and then played for Norwood. So, you know, they were fantastic. We, we had such an array of talent in those days, like the Norwood, Sturt, um, Glenelg, Port Adelaide. We, and, 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 you know, I'm not just saying those four teams, but we... The talent that was there, the Bagshaws, the Bergens, the Davies, and Casey's, and you know oh, all of those unreal. guys. There's, you know, it was a really probably like you know was it the best era of footy ever in South Australia? I, I'd argue that, but then I was playing it, so I'm biased. But so a lot of a lot of great players, and then and then you know, like if I'm talking about Rovers, the Kim Hodgman of the oh. world, mm. like Kim won the '78 from the year in the middle, I think, off Russell. Ebert came second, and like Haji was such a good player, and uh, then he went to North Melbourne, of course, and proved his worth over there. So, um, you know, really, really great talent. You know, what about Michael Taylor? How does he go in the middle of the grounds? You're talking about 
people who play out of the middle midfielders. Uh, he was as good as, as they get, uh, no question of that. Um, so a few names to throw into the mix, but mm. let's keep talking. What, what have you guys found? What you, well, well, well I, I have a favourite in terms for pound for pound, I think as good a Greg Turbo that is, as good a player yeah. I think Norwood's had. Bucky, did, how'd you go against him? Because he had courage yeah. beyond belief, didn't he? He was a really, really good player. Like, he was just fractionally shorter than me. We were both reasonably sure. I was 5'9", American was 5'8", but gosh, he was good. He was just rugged, tough, hard. Never, we never ever spoke a word to each other, you know? In those, it was just like, you know how players we do, there's a bit of banter, you know, here and there. But, you know, Turbo and I, we just went at it and, um, and he won sometimes and I won other times. And so he was, he was a great, um, Great player from all of them, no doubt about that. Bucky, I was thinking of a couple uh, names that haven't come up today, but um, Trevor Grimwood was an old teammate of yours and then went over to Westies and won a McGarry medal. Now, he was a bit fierce in and under. And another one that I used to like watching the replays because I was obsessed, of course, watching Sample in the 70s, but Rooster Wallace, the little fella for West Torrens. I loved him. Yeah, he was. Like he had that big red hair, but he just was a and you know played a bit like turbo as well like really hard at it like you know solid mm. yeah not never give an inch and head down bum up over the board didn't care about whether people were building him around there or whatever he just he was just so so good so um so yeah there's there's some of the rovers and whatever that i played against and they were they were great players and he was one of them too haven't made it any easier for us, Bucky. I, I, I think of Timmy Zera and I think of a player or a favourite player they couldn't have done without in that era, and it was Scott Hodges. So I'll ask you the same mm. question. Who's the player you couldn't have done without in the 70s at Port Adelaide? Oh, um, I, I, I got to, yeah, I'm going to probably say, you'd say our most dominant player was Russell Ebert. 100%, so, yeah. yeah. There was no question he was the most dominant player. We won premierships in 77, 79, so only two years out of those. We lost oh, we lost three premierships in 71, 72, 76. And so, you know, so I'm going back to your question. Who, you won it in 80 as well, didn't you? Yeah. Did you win it in 80? Yeah, we won in 80, yeah. if you call 80 the 70s. Yeah, well, uh, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you want to do that, you'd be... Be technically incorrect, but yeah, anyway, he um, <laughs> was a school teacher, you know. Not the first time, but in, hey, not the first think, time you've told me I've been technically incorrect. <laughs> uh, Tim Evans, there's my answer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aside from that's the, what I was getting at. Champions, yeah. champions like you know, who finished our side off and made us, you know, a powerhouse in the late seventies and throughout the eighties was Tim Evans in that period, like. You know, from when he came over, I think he came over seventy five, seventy six, maybe, and then yeah. and then found his space at, at pull forward. And uh, honestly, you know, I don't know how many goals he kicked. It was over a thousand. Over a thousand. Yep. Six thousand forty four. Yeah. There you go. Incredible. Yeah. So, so I was leading the witness there. Yeah, so you were you indeed. Hey, yeah, Bucky, also a couple of names again, uh, the Norsworthy brothers that uh, were, came from Centrals, they were very good players. And one bloke, again, that started at another club but then ended up a, a, a roving partner of yours, Ray Huppets. How good was he? Yeah, Ray Huppets. You, you saw him because you would watch a lot of Port Adelaide games. But mm. Barry Norsworthy um, and the brothers, but Barry I played against mostly and I, I, he was just a hard, hard, tough nut, good 
player, got the ball all the time. So great player of that era. Um, and, and so, yeah, that was, that was great habits. Just absolute class. And we didn't, I don't reckon in South Australia, we saw him often enough at his best. He was, he was dominant in the, in the VFL at that mm. time when he went over. Um, and, uh, and fortunately, Daryl Carr and I had a chance to work with him off the field a lot with, remember, TV, you might remember, and Roe, maybe not mm. because you're a bit younger, but, um, Charlie Foreman used yes. to do mm. a lot of training and, um, Daryl and I used to go there and Ray Hubbard used to go there, so the three of us would do our training together and you know, he gave us techniques for, for making us better players and, uh, and uh, certainly Ray Hubbard was one of the outstanding players of, mm. uh, of football at that time. How good was Phil Carmen, Bucky? Oh, he's great. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was. Uh, he, he could um, he win a game. There's so many players you would say, Radio. That player will win the game for you when you never expect to win, and and Phil Carmen could could win that yeah. game. And I, I was lucky; I, I played against him a, a fair bit. Just super talent. I played a state game with him against Victoria, and he was so good to me. Just fed me the ball. You know, it was my first state game, and you get a bit nervous. But Phil was just a, a rock, and just you know, handball here, handball there, made me look good. So it's a, a very good player. Very. Uh, very uh, positive about Phil Carmen. Bucky, you played right through the 70s. Uh, tell us about the big man, the Ruckman. You know, who was good? Who you would know, you like to yeah, rove to? Who was to? good for us, but who would you like to yeah. rove to in the opposition? Right, yeah. Who was the best Ruckman in that time? Mm. Um, Peter Carey was just so, you know, so good, like in his hand. Uh, played state game with him and, and he, he fed and there's no question as a rover. He was a great, he was a great. Um, player uh, and then Rick Davies, who yeah. was of all of us at the time, and still is, and like he, he, he wasn't. He was just a dominant ruckman, and, but more, more in in marks and and kicks around. He played like a ruck rover, but he, but he was still a ruckman, and, and mm. uh, so there were two. But now you're really testing my memory because you know I'm getting older. But you know, <laughs> who, else, who else should we? Who else should we talk about? But oh, well, there was you know, he was Rick was a captain of that time, so you know he was just. Just a great player. Oh, a couple of Woodville um, ones, McVicker, McKellar. Uh, yep. I yep. reckon McVicker that. and McKellar were very, very good. We, we only saw them a couple of times a year and because, you know, Woodville at that time hadn't got there, had, hadn't got to, to finals and whatever, uh, probably didn't get to play against them often enough, but, but certainly real talents. I, ne- I never got to play with them, unfortunately. Big Neil Button, yeah. of course, for Nord. Oh, and Mighty Nord. You had uh, Andy oh, Bennett yeah. used to ruck for yeah. South. Did yeah. Mick Redden Andy start Bennett, the no. 70s? Mm. Mickey Redden, or he would have been no, in the 80s? No, no 80s. I've forgotten oh, no. about Mickey Redden, because Mickey player. Redden was one of the great players. Um, oh, his tap was phenomenal. And he was, and a uh, major reason they were such a force in mm. the early 70s, and whatever, or in the early mid-70s, whatever. Yeah. So, um, so many players to... To sort of talk about, isn't it? Oh, mm. phenomenal! And that's well, why our listeners done it. have got to nail it down. Mm. Yeah. So, yep. so, yeah. so, so, Bucky, no, no favoritism, no fear of favourites. Our listeners, but we've got you as the starting rover. There you go. If it makes, <laughs> you're very kind. You <laughs> Thank you very much. And I, I would, no, I shouldn't say that. It'd be really disappointing to say. Say Brian, we couldn't find a spot for you. That would have been really, really disappointing. <laughs> but, but, and, and, but, but honestly, no, it's. Um, it's the greatest deal. It's, it's, it's nice to be thought of uh, in those, well in those um, 
circles, as long as people still remember that it, it was a great period of footy and lots of friends made and, um, and some great memories. And, and you can still pick him up on YouTube occasionally too. Yes, which is fantastic. And I, I get stuck. Brian and stay awake for hours watching that old stuff. I just absolutely love it, and uh, it was an era that you know we grew up well, in watching, and, and all the old um, footy shows as well that used to be connected to it. The, the Sunday the, morning one, and yeah. there's, there's not many yeah. modern players you say now. I don't want to knock them. Where you can say they are a genuine footballer. Everyone that makes this seventies team oh, yeah. is a genuine footballer. Oh, oh. In other words, they win their own ball when mm. they get it. They use it. And they mm. make great decisions. Yeah. Oh, good luck. It'll be a great team, whatever you pick, whichever way you go. Now, brilliant, mate. Thanks very much. Brian, Bucky Cunningham, one of the best footballers I've ever seen, left and right, could kick anything, anywhere, anytime, and captain three premierships. He did. And and, and for those that are a bit younger, and the 70s is too far away for you to know, think of Jason Ackermanis. Oh, yeah. Think of that, but better. As a player, but better. Mm. With, With both feet. And... Again, Which is a huge still effort. haven't seen anybody have a set shot with their opposite foot except no. him. Yeah. I, I tried it once, never did it again.